Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Slasher Scotty. I am your host, Scotty McCoy, and boy, do I have a surprise for all of you. I have on Zoom with me right now, Zach Rutchkin, and he played, is it Pug in Smack? It's Pug, yep. Awesome. So he played Pug in Smack, and as you can tell, I have the Slasher Scotty shirt on. I have the new microphone set up, so I'm doing it all different, and I'm in my office, not the same original, you know, living room that I'm normally in, so I'm doing it different, and Zach is my guinea pig today to see how this works out, so I'm hoping it works as good as I'm planning it to, but how you doing, Zach? I'm doing well. Um, how about yourself, man? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm so glad that uh, Cody got in touch with uh, with me and asked me if I would like to do another interview. I love helping Cody out. Good guy. Good friend. So love helping love helping him out as much as I possibly can. And I, I mean, once he said, uh, do you want to have somebody on? I didn't care who it was. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. I would love to help you out. And uh, I'm so glad to have you on. Thank you. Um, number one, Thank you for moving things around for me because <laughs> I know like it was scheduled for May. Yeah. And it's pretty awesome that it's happening now. Um, and two, I, congratulations. I, I've looked at your YouTube channel and Thanks. you're pumping these out. Like Thanks. it's yep. pretty impressive <laughs> yep. how much you've done in a short time. That's a lot of people fun. don't realize that uh, how much work goes into this because I don't just upload it to YouTube. Like I upload it before I upload it to YouTube. I edit it, put the captions down for the video. Then I upload it to YouTube and all that after I save that. And that takes about 30 to 40 minutes to save. And then on top of that, I have to send it to all the podcasting. I have to extract the audio and move out all the podcasting um all, like all the uh like podcasting platforms for audio like apple podcast yeah. google podcast spotify there's like 25 of them that i have to do and it usually does it all of them like at once from the hosting provider i use but yeah it, it's pretty crazy and my uh audio platforms have a pretty decent listening compared to the youtube following that's great man Thank you. Absolutely. And I'm glad that we could have moved this around. I know I had somebody scheduled for today around your time that we uh, booked this and they actually had to cancel and I moved them to your spot in May. <laughs> <laughs> have fun with that. Yeah, because I'm booked all the way through May and I already have a couple of dates in, Jan in uh, June scheduled. So uh, I'm so glad that uh, I had this spot that came open when you asked and we were able to make it sooner. So I'm pretty yeah. glad about that. Yeah. So the first question I got for you is how did you get your start into acting? Oh boy. Um, okay. First of all, um, all the credit goes to my mom mm -hmm. and my middle school acting teacher. Nice. Um, so I never wanted to act. I didn't want to do it. Mm -hmm. I had terrible stage fright um, in, in middle school. And uh, the way that my school worked, it has it had like an art program where every quarter you were forced to take an art. Mm -hmm. We had like woodshop, theater, singing and an actual just painting and stuff. Mm -hmm. And the only one that I really excelled at was the theater class. And um, but I had no desire to take that to the stage or, or on camera or anything. I just... I was cool with the class. I was cool hanging out with my friends. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I, my, my mom and my theater teacher conspired together to convince me to try out for the, um, the middle school play that year, um, which was the complete works of William Shakespeare abridged. Mm -hmm. So it was an improv show, okay. which made me feel 
even worse about it because you can't, you, you know, it's completely unpredictable. Um, so there was, there was some nights of uh, tears and um, begging, uh, you know, I just, I knew, a part of me knew like I should at least try this, but I, you know, I was, I was hell bent on denying it and I, I did it. And it was one of the best experiences of my life and I've never looked back. So thank you, mom. (laughs) That's awesome. So have you had stage fright just for theater or also for film or both or. Um, it's, it's weird. Like, yes, for both. That's the short answer. Um, but it's, it's different for film, I think, because with theater, um, you have so much time to rehearse and things have to kind of, I mean, I know I said this was an improv show, the first show I did, but that's like not typical. Um, most of the plays that I've done do not involve improv Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, you rehearse and things have to land a certain way. Yeah. Um, and by the time you you're going to perform in front of people, um, you have like you're just it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. Literally just doesn't matter anymore. Um, there's a little adrenaline going mm-hmm. um, just, just with the with the afterthought of like, OK, there this is here we go. Like this <laughs> is a one shot. Like it's not like film where you, you know, if you have if you mess up, you can do another yep. take. Mm-hmm. Um, but it kind of forces your mind to like really get into it. Yeah. Um, whereas with film, it's like you can have another take and everything, but it, there's this weird, like almost unfeeling uh, presence of the camera mm-hmm. there. It has no reaction. It's just yeah. there. And it took a little bit to get used to that idea. Um, yeah. But but you get used to it. And, yeah. yeah. And usually with film, yeah, you have take after take. But after like, you know, five takes max and that's pushing it. A lot of directors are like, come on now. You should have this down. You should have known your lines. True. Uh, yeah. The, the, the whole <laughs> idea of like there's a budget and you yeah. are kind of like, yeah, everything yep. depends on you. And yep. yeah, that definitely there's there's pressure there for sure. Yeah, and I have I, I'm filming a movie actually at the end of the month, April 30th, May 1st, and then again May 21st and May 22nd, same movie. And I'm the leading role for it. And I and the, the script is like 72 pages or so, and I'm on like 55, oh, 60 pages. And it's like, I don't know how I'm gonna remember. I have the first 20 pages down, but and I know we're I know kind of an estimate of what we're filming the first day, the first weekend, and then the second weekend, but I'm it's like, how am I gonna memorize all this? In yeah, that time? don't don't overwhelm yourself. Like, yeah. It, I, it, it definitely, I guess, again, the different, like between theater and film, like you got to break things into chunks. Yeah. Um, and hopefully, like once you get your production schedule, if you probably already have it, um, no, we'll, or we'll an idea of it, though, yeah. It's yeah. always, I don't know. Once you start moving into production, it, you kind of, you, you can compartmentalize things a little bit yeah. better. But yeah. Um, I feel you. That's overwhelming. Yeah, I was never big on the theater thing. I love watching theater. Don't get me wrong. I love theater with watching it, but I can't do it. I, I'm the type of person that if I mess up, if I'm on theater, like on stage doing it, I'm going to curse. I'm going to be like, fuck. <laughs> and, then, and then everybody's going to know I messed up. Where That's happened before. Up. Not to me, not to me, but to, to a friend of mine um, who was, oh my God, it was 
uh, I won't say the name, but he, <laughs> um, it was arsenic and old lays. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a scene I was playing Jonathan okay. and um, who's, who's for people who don't know is like a sociopath mm-hmm. um, who like has done significant amounts <laughs> of facial reconstruction to hide mm-hmm. the fact that he's killed a bunch of people, um, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. Um, and his alcoholic sidekick, um, Einstein, um, is like a mad scientist anyway. So him and I are like trying to get through this window and his pants got like caught on the window seat and like, he leaned into it funny and like the wood went straight into his groin and he couldn't help it he just was like fucking hell like and this was in high school like that doesn't fly um but yeah. the audience loved it <laughs> of course they thought it was part of it um, yeah you know but you just gotta roll with it <laughs> yeah yeah don't look back yeah and that's usually how it is in theater if you mess up like of course there's no takes because it's live in front of an audience and like if you mess up the other actors kind of got to improv depending how you messed up and kind of yeah. work in the, their next line without making it sound weird. And the actor has to make it look like he or she never messed up to begin with. Exactly. <laughs> and it's such a weird dynamic too, because it like, I've been, I've been in plays where the, the director's like, yeah, do not add a line. If you add a, like they, there's a copyright thing going on with this. And if you add a line, like we'll get screwed over and all this stuff. But it's like, okay, but what if something happens and we have to address it? Like, we can't just mm-hmm. ignore, you know, right. somebody like falling flat on their face by accident yeah. Yeah. on stage. So, it's yeah, it's weird. It really is. So, you, you were in Smack, which is uh, directed by Alice and Cody is the lead role. And he was, I'm pretty sure he wrote it, if I'm not mistaken. So, how did you happen to get involved with Smack? Um, so, I... I was on set for We Own the City sometime in the summer. Okay. And my scene partner, Paula Black, um, she, we, 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 we were in a like really like pretty quick scene together. Mm-hmm. I'd never met her before. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were playing like essentially drug addicts mm-hmm. being arrested by the police. Um, and and I remember, like, I, I don't remember if it was actually that day or maybe later, but she mentioned, she was like, oh, I know a guy who's um, who's doing a film about, like, drug-related things, and he's looking for, like, a real, a real drug addict, like a, like a cracked-out character. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just was like, you know what? I'm all for that. Send me the information, and, and it kind of just... Nice. It worked out. Um, nice. Yeah. So, yeah. And for those that are wondering, um, I, you know, all my other interviews with Smack, I stayed at what it was. And Smack is basically a, a love story between people that are on drugs. Yes. A, a wonderful <laughs> and, love story. Yeah. It, it's really in depth. I, I don't know much about it. I have I seen the trailer. Um, I know what everybody told me. Um, and I'm so excited to see this movie because it is so intense. It really involves drug drug usage and how it's mm-hmm. affecting the world yeah um so your character pug what can uh, obviously you mentioned he's a drug dealer or a drug user but what um 
who is he really? Like, uh, like, what is he about? What's his plot in this movie? Pug is kind of like, I mean, D- so Dean is the main character and mm-hmm. he's someone who's kind of, um, I guess, uh, how do I, he, he's sympathetic. Mm-hmm. Dean is sympathetic, even though he's using and like, he's mm-hmm. kind of involving his girlfriend and everything. Pug is the devil on Dean's shoulder, basically, okay. I would say. Okay. Um, and even though I use that analogy to describe him, I wouldn't say that he's evil. Right. I think that he is like someone who is so got himself like this is somebody who uh, lives and breathes like this lifestyle and would never consider even like attempting to recover okay. um, from what he's doing. Um, I think he's very blinded by um you know well he's he's blinded by his drug use but yeah morality just kind of goes down the drain too along yeah. with that with pug and um yeah he'll be a character that i think people will um love to hate and hate to love because <laughs> he also is kind of funny in some some ways okay. but like it for the most part i mean he's just a real piece of shit yeah, uh, that and that's uh, that's really how some drug dealers are, you know, and drug users are. They are like that, and that's what I love about this movie because it's not one of those, um, like you know, stereotypical drug films, you know, that cover the topic and don't do a good job at it. Like the actors told me, I saw the trailer. Like this movie is, in fact, a movie that covers the drug usage and the legitimacy about it and how it affects people and this country. For sure, it's very gritty. It's very. Yeah. I mean, it's it's an indie film. Like we yeah. we have, and, and Cody has a lot of room to like add things that Hollywood mm-hmm. stuff wouldn't necessarily want to go near. But right, um, and that's and what I, makes I do, indie films great. That's yeah, what makes indie films great because you don't have the. You're not tied down. Yeah, exactly. Um, And I think, yeah, it'll be it'll be very interesting to see how it 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 all comes together. That's awesome. So um, what was it like working with Cody? Working with Cody was and like it was an experience. It was Mm -hmm. it's hard to know, like how things obviously like he talked to me a lot before Mm -hmm like me like being on set and pumping this up but it was it was incredible how many hats this man can wear at one time (laughs) and it it's like he he was and also not to mention um is the lead character so it's like you got there's a lot of pressure a lot of stress um but i think for the most part, he handled it very well on set and, and was truly able to like maintain that positive love of filmmaking yeah. and be able to kind of deliver the performance of, um, you know, someone mm-hmm. complex as Dean, um, which is a testament. Um, yeah. So, yeah. 
Yeah, and I mean, I know personally as being uh, an indie filmmaker how much stress it can it can take on one's body, and let alone yeah. Cody being writer producer on top of the lead character. And it's not like he's a supporting or a small role where he just makes a cameo and it's like, whatever, like this character is whatever. And then I can focus behind the scenes. Like he's the main guy. Like if you don't like his character and he doesn't do a good job and doesn't get everything down, this movie is fucked from the beginning. And like, he has a lot of pressure producing it. So it's like, yeah, it's, it's, that is a lot of pressure. It makes me anxious thinking about it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. it, It really is. And I mean, he, I seen his uh, is is a fan film for he's a great film and he directed that great film um, and I seen him in that a uh, Halloween fan film as well and he did great on that um, so I'm really excited to see what he does on this and I mean your character is is like like you said he's that devil on his shoulder he's egging him on or he's like telling him like this really is good do this do this you know yeah. and and I can only imagine like because I, I i've never done drugs so i don't know but i can only imagine somebody that you know is doing drugs and you have the and you say you want to get the help but you have this person egging you on how good it is and you, it's like you can't get the help you need yeah and once i mean especially with something like heroin yeah. once you do it it's like well yeah you're gonna want to do it again <laughs> like, yeah. it doesn't matter who you are yeah um so yeah once yeah once you're over that ledge yeah absolutely so what was the best part about filming smack and what about the worst so okay well that's a good question (laughs) the 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 best part i think and this this goes for smack and this goes for a lot of the films that i've been fortunate (laughs) to work on is like the collaboration between everyone because it's an indie film and there's not it's there's not this like super stringent uh hierarchy where you have to kind of keep your mouth shut and like Mm -hmm. you know um (laughs) and alice uh alice bosco the the director Mm -hmm. she let us have she kind of i mean her direction was unfucking real (laughs) um and a, a large part of that was letting us letting us kind of figure out the scenes and then tuning from there. It wasn't like, okay, you're going to do this, this specific way, you know, Mm -hmm. like she didn't confine us in in a box. Mm -hmm. Um, And that goes for like the entirety of the production. Um, There was one day or one night uh, that was like a beautiful, like it just encapsulated independent filmmaking. Like, Mm -hmm. like completely where like we were shooting in this um in this tunnel and Mm -hmm. there's like a train station above us right and uh i remember cody was like yeah i we we need to get a shot of um like an establishing shot of Mm -hmm. of the train station and whatever um and every like 20 minutes a freight train would go by and we were like we're all like yeah, it did suck for audio reasons, but yeah, but, um, <laughs> that was my thought. Like, oh, that, yeah. that poor audio person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the audio that that was a nightmare. But um, but it but it was like we were all like, oh, but what if what if we do the establishing shot like when the train is going, and we have us like walking like next to the train, and I remember like we we're like, yeah, yeah, that's you know that that's that's a good idea. Like we we'll think about it. We'll think about it, and then um. 
we're like in the middle of a take and the take is like, okay, it's like going, all right. You know, it's not, not the best take. Right. And we can hear the train in the distance and we all kind of like look at each other. And we're like, let's get it. Let's get it. We got to right. get it. So it's just, that was, I think the best part. It was just a good, you know, um, collaborative effort nice. throughout, throughout the production. The worst part, <laughs> <laughs> um, the worst part was definitely, and this is a personal thing. Okay. I have a very hard time with late nights. Okay. And that just kind of goes hand in hand with independent mm-hmm. filmmaking. Yeah. Sometimes there's going to be late nights and that, that fucking sucks. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I have a very, very hard time. And especially, I, I mean, we're filming in Virginia and I live in Baltimore. So mm-hmm. it was like, okay, if we're going till like 3 a.m., I'm not getting home till 4.30. Right. You know? and, and it didn't happen that often. Um, but there was a lot of night shoots and mm-hmm. that just happens. Um, yeah. and you, you know, it just the name yeah. of the game. Yep. Absolutely. And especially when you, especially when you're doing like a horror movie, like a yeah. part of a being in a horror movie is night shoots. Like that's what yeah. makes it scary. <laughs> like, like, yeah. you know, that's when most of it happens. And even though smack isn't a horror movie, like it's, it, I mean, it's dealing with drugs and a lot, when do people do drugs sometimes during the day, but they mostly do it at night. That's when it happens. Well, like, that's there's that. And mm-hmm. yeah, I think, I mean, a lot of it, it's, it's really hard to know how long a shoot is going to take. Yeah. Until you're on set. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, this shot yeah. that we thought was going to take 10 minutes is going to take a half hour. And then it, yeah. that goes kind of everything. Yeah. Um, and it's just like a live and learn experience. Yes. Yeah. It's just, you know, I've been there. Um, yeah. And it's, it's unique. It's, it's kind yeah. of, it also is kind of fun getting <laughs> there's, there comes an hour in the night where everybody just kind of gets loopy and like, we kind of <laughs> have a good time anyway. So, yeah. um, you know, you, you get to, yeah. you get to have a lot of, a lot of those experiences, but that's, I think, again, going back to theater, the one leg up theater has on film is, mm-hmm you're doing a matinee and you're doing a your night performance ends at 9 p.m <laughs> so that's nice yeah but, yeah yeah but i was on some sets where we would be doing day and night shoots and we would be on set for eight o'clock in the morning and the day shoots wouldn't be get, wouldn't be done literally like this close to sundown that we would have like a half an hour left before we have to shoot until oh, like man. three or four in the morning so we would at least do like you know 17 18 hour days that's when you join a union (laughs) yeah (laughs) that was actually probably that was my movie that my first movie we did because we were running out of you know scheduling because as you said as we said yeah in an indie film time is money and you have a schedule and this is a halloween type movie so we had to film it in the fall for an authentic halloween setting yeah you gotta tough it out you just gotta get through it yeah i think we only had like one maybe two of those days out of like a four-month shoot but regardless like sometimes that does happen like and we didn't expect it to take that long we expected to be done you know start at eight and be done by maybe one or two and then get our lunch and then chill out and then you know be ready to roll for the night shoot um but sometimes things take longer than expected in any instance and you can't plan for that you just gotta roll yeah as long as you had food that that is good yep, absolutely so when you first saw the script uh, smack what were your initial thoughts on that 
oh man, how is this going to get made? (laughs) (laughs) That was my initial thought. Um, But jokes aside, uh, I mean, I, I did think it was very ambitious. Yeah. Because like we were talking about earlier, it is not very Hollywood. It's very gritty. Yeah. Um, and that is difficult to do. Yeah. It's really difficult subject. to do. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Around a sensitive subject that a lot of people, um, you know, hold near and dear to their heart. Yeah. For ver- a variety of reasons. Yeah. Um, and it. I also looked at it as a challenge because mm-hmm. the the character itself um it seemed like i could see that yes this guy i mean people are not going to like this guy but there is like i was mentioning earlier um there's something in him that yeah like like there was a kid once you know what i mean yeah um there's something in there uh and you might not see that right (laughs) like depicted in the film but at least that's kind of where i was coming from when i Mm -hmm. agreed to take the role because right i don't like the idea of kind of just making it or thinking about it as like just a blanket archetype like this is Mm -hmm. a person yeah Um, this is a person he was a kid once he's a he's a son you know he's a he's a nephew you know he's a grandson you know, maybe even a brother. So it's like, this is a, a normal human being that, you know, bad circumstances had a bad choice that ended up ha- yeah. leading to a bad choice and disease that ultimately took it, you know, took control of him. For sure. Yeah. 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 It's, it's tough. Um, so what do you believe is the most challenging part about being an actor? Um, oh, man. Oh God. Probably. I mean, for me, I think I have my, my brain overworks itself a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, I, know I, I think, <laughs> I, I think a lot. Yeah. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but I think it makes connecting with material like scripts mm-hmm. a little bit harder yeah for me because i I, like it just makes it more um difficult to live in the moment yeah and that's kind of where you find good acting is just actual just just reaction to to what's happening and listening and it's kind of like training yourself to get into that mode um and yeah, I, I think yeah. that's probably the hardest thing for me. Right. Would you agree that um, that memorizing a script too much can hurt a production or a performance? Yeah, <laughs> I do. <laughs> I do. Because for me, I like, especially with film, um, since things are broken down into smaller chunks, mm-hmm. I, mean, I typically take one look at the script um, and then record the lines Mm-hmm. and listen to them mm-hmm. and that seemed that that kind of takes me out of like the visualization of mm-hmm. the lines like i'm not thinking about them mm-hmm. they're just kind of there um yeah. and it's almost on the cusp like i always feel like i'm <laughs> on the cusp of not knowing yeah. my lines yeah but that but especially in film it it helps 
insofar as um, sometimes you feel a different way and you say yeah. some shit that isn't written, but it it turns out to be, you know, it, it works yeah. for the scene. Um, right. And yeah, so I, but, but that being said, I, I will say like, if you're doing, I, I've done Shakespeare before. Mm-hmm. And if you're doing Shakespeare, then God help you, you better be yeah. memorized. Um, yeah. And that was an instance where it's like, okay, I'm yeah. going to stare at this. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, absorb every word and yep. what possible meaning it has yeah. as, as much as possible. That's, that's my issue is that I, I mean, I listen to it sometimes just to get the gist of where I speak, like the moments and then repeat it back to see if I got it. Now, like I said earlier, I memorized the first 20 pages of the movie that I'm in. Um, but mm-hmm. when I'm, but then when I have somebody, reading the other the other person's parts and i'm doing mine you could tell i'm thinking what the words are and you can't think what the words are you gotta let it come out naturally and that's where it gets me the most that's where the overthinking comes into play because i'm trying to think what the words are instead of being natural and if i miss a like a a sentence here or there it's not it's like okay whatever it's not a big deal but you want to get the the gist of what you're saying yeah for sure i think i think it it's kind of mind-blowing when you really when you see how many films out there, mm-hmm. like, like iconic scenes from films yeah, were either improvised or yeah. just weren't, they weren't um, uh, spot on with the dialogue. Right. They just veered yeah. off a little bit yeah. because that's what the actors were feeling in the moment. Yeah. Um, and they just yeah. happened to capture it. And that, that that's perfect sense. And I mean, that that's where a lot of pe- a lot of actors need to take note. Like you don't have to have the script memorized word for word unless that's what the director wants. But like you should have you should have a general understanding of what you say, where you say it and how you say it and what and, you know, the moment of what you're saying and then kind of play off of the of your co-stars and kind of let have fun with it. Go with it. For sure. Be prepared for yeah. anything. Yep, absolutely. Um, so uh, before I get into the last question, I just want to tell everybody to go to uh, Wet, uh, Wet Paint Pictures um, on their YouTube channel and uh, check out the Smack trailer because uh, I'm guaranteeing you you will have, if you have hair on the back of your neck, it will stand up because <laughs> <laughs> mine did. And it, it, was, it was great. It was, it was really well done. It really made me believe what was happening. I won't spoil anything in the trailer, but um, if you haven't seen it yet, go and check it out. Um, so last question I got for you, do you have anything that you want to promote projects, social media websites, or anything at all that you would like to promote to the listening viewing audience your time? Um, you can follow me on Instagram at, Z Ruchkin, just just Z R U C H K I N. Um, I do have a short film of yeah. my own that I don't know when uh, it'll be. I have I don't know when it'll be released. I don't know when I'm going to screen it. I don't know when I'm going to start submitting. Mm-hmm. Um, but keep that. I I will post something on Instagram um, okay. about it when I'm closer. I, I I'm. I literally today just got the uh, post sound um, back. So I'm excited to give that a listen and and throw it into the timeline. Um, So there's that. Um, It's called Jesse. Um, And then I'm also currently editing a indie feature called Mm -hmm. Starstruck, um, which is written and directed by a friend of mine, Kenny Brossois. Okay. 
it's kind of up to me, I guess, when that uh, <laughs> finishes because I'm editing it. But yeah. I imagine it'll be sometime this year or very early next year or something like that. Um, awesome. Kenny, I promise uh, it'll be done <laughs> soon. Awesome. Um, but yeah. Awesome. Sounds like a plan. And uh, yeah, and, and, you know, stay tuned to Zach on his Instagram to see when they're released. I mean, when you're editing and making movies, I mean, you know, usually production is the shortest aspect of things. Pre-production and post-production are the longest. Um, and especially yeah. post-production, because then you come across and like, shit, this doesn't look the way it should look. Now I got to refilm it. <laughs> yeah so sometimes that happens so uh you know stay tuned i'm sure they'll be out when they are and uh let me know when they are and i will promote them for you as well and get the word out as well i appreciate that man thank you awesome not a problem you have a great rest of your day and thank you so much for joining me hey absolutely you too yep bye bye